introduce a good friend. Uh, we have a chance again as we continue down this road of risk-taking faithfulness. Um, it's our last Sunday in the, the Deeper Water Sermon Series. And so in your bulletin, you're going to see it. You have a chance. You're going to have a chance. You're going to have a choice to kind of make an internal, external covenant with, with Jesus around, am I going to row out to this deeper water? Am I going to take another step forward in that? Part of the way that God speaks to us, and I think it's so important for us to hear God speak, because God still speaks, amen? It's through different art forms. Prayer is one of them in which God speaks, and the scripture is another one in which God speaks, and music is another one, and each other is another one, and the beauty of sunsets and sunrises are others, but also the beauty of poetry, the beauty of art, and especially prophetic art. And so we get a chance again to hear another spoken word piece that'll help us hear from God and in this space be challenged, be conformed, and be comforted in all those different ways. So Kofi, come join us and bless us and speak to us. Looking at the theme for today, risk-taking faithfulness and I see the person of Jesus sending out his followers into the world, not always expecting people to come and learn about him. I see him having them go without their personal conveniences to places that could be inconvenient and hostile to do three primary things. One, proclaim the kingdom of God. Two, be healers wherever they go. And three, exercise authority over everything that is contrary to God's will. And when I reflect on these things, it's an encouragement that we, the church, are to embody these characteristics. So the piece I want to share with you this morning is called The Faithful Church. The faithful church is one body with its own physiology and anatomy, just like you and me. Its average body temperature runs white hot at 777 degrees from the fire shut up in its bones. It's insized like a furnace, blood boiling with a fierce passion to fulfill its purpose. It has eyes. It sees with a holy 2020 vision, looking past outward appearances, whether it be three-piece suits or sagging pants and snapback caps to see the Christ-sized holes in the hearts of hurting people. Eyes wide open to the knees of the poor and hungry, not just preaching fruit of the spirit, but providing food for the stomach because the faithful church understands that faith without works is dead. So it doesn't let its faith get rigor mortis and rot in the cemetery, but picks it up and walks it into its community, corners of streets, colleges, convalescent homes, and even corporations. 
and with these same eyes it sometimes stares at mirrors. Not to vainly admire how good it looks, but to honestly assess whether it needs to get stronger because how can the faithful church finish the race if the church is out of shape? The faithful church has ears at attention, attentive to the cries of the oppressed, in prison, and unheard, so that it might quickly jump into action as soon as it gets God's word. In its mouth, its teeth are made up of scriptures. Its gums are composed of songs. In it, you might hear shouts of joy. And with its tongue, it speaks life, not death. Truth, not sugar-coated. No splendor. At the tip of the tongue, it's always a hallelujah, Jesus, or some sort of praise. And at the back of the tongue, is always faithful instruction. The faithful church has hands and arms and legs it used to do the hard work of harvesting a hope for the hopeless, planting the seeds of the gospel in the good soil, which is the hearts of the people that is loved. And its bones are strong from drinking the milk of God's word daily since infancy. Its muscles well-defined from eating a high-protein diet of spiritual meat, which comes not from digesting animal products, but from digesting the very words of God and applying them to real-life situations. And it breathes oxygen in the form of the Holy Spirit, which then diffuses out into the bloodstream. And one might be surprised that every faithful church starts off meeting a blood donor, with only two individuals having the appropriate blood type. Twins they call the Lion of Judah and the Lamb of God. Blood type O positive for omnipotent. And that blood flows into the heart of the church, which is the Bible. And it beats. And it beats. And it beats at the rhythm of the testimony of its people. People like me, who are still in the midst of their chronic illness, and nobody can see it because I'm covered in his blood. People who have been in bondage to drugs and alcohol for 25 years, who can now claim 25 years sober. People who have been diagnosed with terminal illnesses and given 10 months to live, who can go back to their doctors 10 years later and tell them that God is still in the healing business. People who are vessels, blood vessels, carrying the power of Christ's blood throughout the body and to the brain. And since Christ is the head of the church, then a faithful church has a mind of Christ, one characterized by diligence and Disciplined because it's driven to carry out the deeds the Father directed be done. So that when his time is done, it will hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And my God will open a door for it that cannot be closed because it's held open by the overwhelming gravity of his grace, mercy, and love. And even in its imperfection, my God will look upon it as innocent as a dove. Because the door of its sins and past transgressions has been closed forever, padlocked by the propitiation and covered eternally by the cross. Thank you.